The midterm elections are coming up, and we've been talking a lot on this program about what Democrats need to do to keep the House, keep the Senate, expand seats in both, and certainly pushing away at the defeatism that we see in some quarters and the pessimism we see, and certainly the bravado by Republicans that they're going to win everything. Um, if you have great candidates, <laughs> no matter what the environment, and people understand the stakes, uh, you can win. Last year, Republican Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri announced he would not seek re-election for a third term in the Senate. Missouri has been pretty red for a while now, and certainly the other senator, Josh Hawley, is a Trumpist who voted against the certification of the election and has become someone known for solidarity with the insurrectionists. And yet, there's a lot of disarray on the Republican side, and there's somebody running on the Democratic side who we want you to hear from and certainly uh, help get a lot of attention. Lucas Kuntz is a Democratic Missouri Senate candidate. He spent 13 years as a Marine officer during tour, doing tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, since then, he's been fighting against corporations and politicians uh, who strip communities apart. Now he is running for Missouri's open Senate seat, and his Twitter handle for you to follow him is at Lucas Kunz, M-O, and it's K-U-N-C-E, and I will get you his website for you to check him out in a minute, or maybe he'll tell us what it is. Uh, Lance Kunz, uh, Lucas Kunz, I'm sorry, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Uh, what is that website where people can go and check you out and help you out and do uh, what they uh, want to do? Yeah, really simple. It's just lucaskunz.com. And so okay. like you did it, like you spelled it, it's K-U-N-C-E. So uh, this is a race that uh, a lot of people hadn't been thinking about in terms of Democrats um, either being competitive or winning seats. Um, certainly there are seats Democrats have to defend uh, that are up, including in Georgia. Talk a little bit about why, though. Missouri is a place where Democrats should be focused and uh, what you see as the powerful message for Democrats running in Missouri. Absolutely. So Missouri is a fascinating state. Like People here are willing to vote for either side uh, if it's something that they believe in. And so you actually, I think you mentioned in the lead up to this, uh, Donald Trump winning here. You know, in 2016, when this last seat was up for election, Donald Trump won by 17 points. And our U.S. Senate candidate, Jason Kander, only lost by 2.8%. So very, very close. Uh, in 2018, we lost, that's when we lost our last blue senator, Claire McCaskill. She lost by five points, but our Democratic statewide candidate, um, Nicole Galloway for auditor, she won by the exact same amount, five points. And so, uh, you know, our campaign is giving people something to believe in. And so we, you know, my methodology is I only want to owe the people who took care of my, my family when I was a kid. You know, we were broke, uh, paycheck to paycheck. We went bankrupt uh, when my littlest sister had to have heart surgery. You know, everybody in the community came together. 
they brought us lasagna and casserole. They passed the plate down at church. You know, when my sister was getting surgeries, us kids always had somewhere to stay. And so, you know, I've kind of lived my life, the Marine Corps you were talking about, trying to pay that back. And we're doing this campaign the exact same way. So I am taking no money from corporate PACs. I'm not taking money from fossil fuel executives. I'm not taking money from big pharma executives. We're not taking money from any of the people who have been stripping Missouri for parts, you know, big ag executives and all that sort of stuff. And so we've really given people something to believe in here. When we started the campaign, we were behind in polling like high double digits, right? And uh, we've closed the gap over the last year or so. The latest poll had me just 3.8% behind the leading Republican. That was a Republican poll. And uh, in other polls lately have been similar. So we've closed the gap to almost nothing. And uh, and we're really excited about that. We've outraised everybody in the field. We've raised two and a half million dollars. And we did it with not just without that corporate PAC money, but with one of the highest grassroots uh, campaign uh, amounts in in the entire country. You know, more than Bernie Sanders, more than Elizabeth Warren. We have the highest percentage of grassroots donors and our average donation is thirty seven dollars. So we're doing it here in a state that really just just wants to meet and believe in our message, which is that we need to fundamentally change who has power in our country because the wrong people have been buying off our politicians and stripping our communities for parts. Talk about what you've been doing and certainly uh, the people you've been talking to, the people who've been supporting you, uh, the people you've been taking on as well. You uh, define yourself as a populist, a Democrat, but a populist. Uh, you really focus on taking on uh, corporations and corruption among politicians, something a lot of people in the Democratic base have been talking a lot about, uh, certainly, and we've been talking about on the program. Talk to us a little bit about your focus and what you've been doing. Yeah, for sure. So I, I did those 13 years in the Marine Corps, um, and I watched our country, uh, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan, spend $6.4 trillion, and they were always willing to spend another dollar on war, right? And uh, and I'd keep coming home to my neighborhood in Jeff City, and I would see, you know, the first house I lived in bulldozed down. I'd see the corner store boarded up. I'd see the grocery store where when my mom used to write a check, they would wait till the end of the month to cash it. You know, I would see that close. I'd see the houses sort of crumbling. And it's just like it really killed me to see our politicians on both sides of the aisle willing to spend all this money, so-called nation building in other countries, while places in our own in our own country and especially my state uh, just fell apart and they needed that money. And then when they go to talk about spending money here, they squabble over absolutely every single nickel that we're going to spend here in the homeland unless it goes to some massive corporation or defense contractor. And so it just uh, it gets me fuming. And uh, and what I what happened here is, you know, I, I got back from Afghanistan the second time and then I got stationed at the Pentagon. I was doing these arms control negotiations with Russia, which uh, whew, that's popping right now. Uh, if you want to talk about that. But um, I would do these arms control negotiations with Russia and I just saw so much corporate capture of the Pentagon and just how much money these massive mm. corporations, mostly monopolies, were making off the taxpayer when, you know, like in towns in Missouri, people don't even have working sewage pumps in their town. And so uh, so I started volunteering at some nonprofits that do anti-corporate monopoly work. I eventually went full time to one of those. And, uh, yeah, we fight, you know, play, people like the insulin cartel, who's taking the price of insulin to 20, from $25 to $275, right? And this is despite every single politician in Washington, all 535 of them running on lowering the prices of prescription drugs, right? But they're all, you know, there's too many people mm -hmm. captured. Uh, we go against big agriculture that's that's uh, destroyed Missouri farms. We go after 
defense contractors. We kind of already talked about that and several others. And so what we're doing, it, what I did then, what I've done with the campaign is sort of just transition that philosophy and that mindset that these massive corporations are stripping our communities for parts, which they are doing. They're destroying the Midwest. They're, they've like taken this great big vacuum cleaner over the heart of America and just sucked all the wealth out of it, out to the coasts and to their foreign shareholders and left the rest of us behind. And so what we want to do is we want to, I want to Marshall plan the Midwest. You know, we've faced 40 years of economic warfare here, basically. I want to invest here. I want to nation build here at home. I want to invest in the new, you know, the next generation of energy right here in middle America, create those good jobs, save the planet and all that stuff. And, um, it's it's really resonating with people around this state because no matter where you go, whether it's at a farm in Palmyra, down in the Boot Hill, uh, you know I, I don't know how familiar you are with Missouri, but you know St. Louis, Kansas City, everyone has seen these massive corporations take control of their local lifestyle, destroy their grocery store, stores, suck the wealth out, and leave them all behind. And so that's the that is the mm. theme of our campaign. It's it's what we work hard on every day, and it's not even a left right issue, right? It's a top bottom issue, so it's it's very cross cutting. I, I want to tell people again, uh, it's lucaskunz.com, k u n c e, and at lucaskunzmo on Twitter, where they can go and check you out and connect and uh, help out if they want. And sorry, I said Lance earlier. <laughs> it's Lucas. Hey, no I don't worries. know what. And you know what? We did just there. file today. We did. We had a big day, so there's lots of new photos on Twitter. It's very exciting. Uh huh. So, um, I do want to talk about Russia, uh, for a bit in a minute, but I wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening on the Republican side and the people you're up against. Uh, the poll you mentioned that you were within, you know, uh, the margin of error, uh, it had you up against the former governor, Eric Greitens, who's just totally corrupt and, and had to resign and was accused of sexual assault. And he's somebody who's running for the nomination. And I mean, he is the personification, I think, of Donald Trump. And yet Josh Hawley, who, of course, is the other Republican senator, isn't supporting him because he had actually, as attorney general, investigated him. So I guess it's a bad look, even though he's the Trumpiest of the lot, I guess. But they're all pretty bad. Talk a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, we've got a cadre of criminals on the other side in this race. So there's, you know, there's Mark McCloskey, which uh, some of the listeners might be familiar with. He's this fellow who came outside of his mansion in St. Louis wearing a pink polo, holding an AR-15. His wife was dressed like the Hamburglar, and they were threatening all these people who were walking by their house and, uh, you know, with their weapons. They ended up actually getting convicted uh, on, the, on weapons charges. And the governor pardoned them so that they could run uh, for the U.S. Senate, wow, which is pretty interesting. And then, you know, Eric Greitens, yeah, this guy, you know, he he resigned to avoid indictment after being impeached by his own party uh, for the things you talked about and for stealing from his veterans charity to fund his campaign. I mean, I can't think of a lower thing to do uh, than steal from your veterans charity to fund your political campaign. But uh, but what you're seeing in this race is like, and this is the real tragedy of American politics, right, is the people who fund their campaigns, uh, they see their criminality, they see their lack of ethics, they see the willingness of everyone on the other side, not just those two, to like stoop to the lowest possible level. They see that as a feature of those candidates rather than as a flaw, right? It's not a bug to them. That's a feature that they're looking to exploit. And so, and so they give them money because they know that if they give these politicians any sort of prestige or whatever feel good that they that they are like seeking, 
uh, that, that these politicians will do whatever they want when they get to Congress, right? And we see that over and over again, and it's just, again, it's a situation where the most elite people who are literally stripping Missouri's communities for parts mm-hmm. are able to capture these politicians based on their own you know, personal desires and, and their corruption, and it's mm-hmm. really, really hurting us. And people here at least realize that, So, uh, which you see in yeah. the polling, right? I mean, they want something different. They want someone who won't take that money and who will actually stand mm-hmm. for them. Now, Russia, you, you mentioned earlier uh, having uh, worked on issues uh, related to Russia, working with the Joint Chiefs, uh, seeing what's happening right now, Russia invading Ukraine, as the president announced, uh, and he imposed further sanctions. What are your observations of what's happening uh, in the past 24 hours and, and what it means for the U.S. and Europe and the world? So I can tell you exactly what's happening over there. And this is, again, like... I used to do these negotiations out of the Pentagon. I would go over to NATO. I would try to get our allies on board with positions, and then I'd go to the table and sit down with the Russians or this forum called the OSCE with 59 other countries. And what I saw time and again was it was very difficult for us to get some of our Western European allies to take a hard position on Russia because they are addicted to Russian fossil fuels. And so what, we, what we're looking at right now is we're looking at Russian aggression and a Russian invasion funded by our so-called, uh, you know, allies in Western Europe. That's exactly what's happening. And, you know, Russia has modernized its military lately. They're developing new nuclear weapons. They're doing a whole bunch of things that are very bad that leads them, you know, gives them the capability to do all these military misadventures outside of their borders and against their neighbors. And that is funded by Western Europe. And then Western Europe expects the American taxpayer to, to defend against that. And they expect the price to be paid in Ukrainian blood. It is a terrible, terrible situation. And so, like, the thing that we need to do, that we really, really need to do, is we need to invest in the next generation of energy right here in America. Come mm-hmm. to the Midwest, build it out here, subsidize it here, create a bunch of good jobs where people are discontent, discontented, make this world a better place, save us from, you know, the climate that we're, that we're destroying, save our rivers and streams, like, actually build that out here, subsidize it, export it to Europe and say, Europe, if you want us to defend us, to defend you, you have to stop funding the aggressor and you have to start buying this stuff from us. And I can tell you right now, if we subsidize that, subsidizing the next generation of green technology or energy technology is going to be infinitely cheaper than a 10 year war in Ukraine is going to be for us. And then allowing to rush Russia to continue, you know, the next misadventure that they're going to take after they do that one. We have to prevent it. I was in Iraq and Afghanistan. I saw us spend six point four trillion dollars there. Like for that price, we would have a fully renewable electric grid already mm-hmm. with like two trillion dollars to spare. And so my biggest worry is that we're going to let these people focus on the, the current moment. We're going to get, let everyone who's captured by defense contractors. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, you know, the Raytheon CEO was basically giddy when he addressed shareholders the other day about what's going on in Ukraine. Like, we have to get around that capture and we, we have to not mm. focus on just like slapping a Band-Aid on the wound of Ukraine because we ha- what we have over there is we have a cancerous ulcer that we have to treat the underlying, uh, mm. you know, the underlying disease for, which is Western European addiction to Russian gas or we are never we're just going to see right. the same playbook go over and over and, and over and, again. 
all of our addiction to um, gas and oil and oh, absolutely, fuels. yeah. Uh, so so great to have that perspective. It's so great to have you uh, on the program to talk about this and to talk about your candidacy. I want to tell people again, it's uh, LucasKunz dot com and at LucasKunz M O on Twitter. Uh, Lucas Kunz, so great to have you on the program, and hope to have you back again. It was really great. I'd love to be back. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on today. We're back in a few minutes, folks. The Michelangelo Seniorelli Show on Sirius XM.